Well, hello everyone. I am Matt Williamson. How's everyone doing? Hope as well as I am. Can't complain. Weather's good. Not that I even care. But Super Bowl week, and we will talk, I'm sure, a fair amount of Super Bowl tomorrow. But today's going to be all Steelers, all Steelers defense. And based off a lot of final stats I compiled, and I want to you know kind of ad lib on that. Um, so I think you guys know by now, Yards per play is kind of the lowest common denominator. You know, what's in an offense average per play, especially over the course of an entire game or even better, an entire season? You know, what's a defense allowed per play? So the Steelers defense allowed 5.4 yards per play. That was tied with the Rams, the Packers, the Bucks, and the Jags. Nine defenses allowed a higher yards per play. So there were nine ahead of those five teams, and they all basically tied for 10th through 15 or 10 through 14, whatever. Most, highest, you know what I mean? So 10th worst. Needs to come down a little bit. I mean, it just does. I mean, 5-4 is a little high, you know, and yeah, they allowed a lot of big plays early in the season. Um, That has something to do with it, but when we're talking about thousand play you know sample here five fours a little on the high side you know so this defense as a whole wasn't as great down to down you know in terms of like success rate as they were overall because they were very big play reliant and maybe reliance the wrong word but generating big plays sacks takeaways you know, mask some things down to down. So I think that's something we need to be aware of. Um, also, this is a little, con- well, I don't know if it's concerning because Patrick Peterson has a lot to do with it, obviously. But when you break it down, again, by snap, the lowest common denominator for, for who was on the field for every snap in 2023, the Steelers' defense was the oldest in the NFL. You know, so you just... The 11 guys on the field, any given snap. If you rotate a guy in that's 20 years old, it comes down for one snap or whatever, you know. But on average, per snap, the average age of the defense was 28.4 years old. And it's been an issue for a couple of years now, obviously. Um, but I also think the way that this draft sets up, being strong at center, tackle, wide receiver, that it's going to be a little harder to get young on defense. And this thing, these things don't happen overnight, but you might cut Peterson. You might move on from guys like Wallace or, you know, that aren't young, young Cam's still going to be around, but I think you'll probably spend more free agent money on defense than offense, or at least more players that will play snaps, which doesn't help your team age and winning games, all that matters, but it's just a big picture view of where the team is at really young on offense still really old on defense still you know so needs to be addressed
The big game is finally here. Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props, with dozens of odds, props, and info on hundreds of sports, events, politics, and entertainment, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime from desktop or your mobile device. Head to Bet Online today and stay updated with all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Now, a lot of these things are things we talked about throughout the year, but this has also been a trend for several years now, and maybe it's just Tomlin, Austin, the way they want to play, but I don't necessarily approve of it. Pittsburgh's defense was in its base package with four defensive backs on the field for 35.5% of their snaps. That's the highest percentage in the league. Now, yeah, they faced the Ravens and some fullback-heavy teams and, you know, not a lot of four-wide type of teams. But still, you were in your base, your 3-4, the highest percentage in the league. They were in their dime, that's six defensive backs, for 23.2% of the snaps, the second highest percentage in the league. Therefore, they're 31st in their use of nickel with five DBs using it just 35.9% of their snaps. I don't like that. I mean, th- th- that's telling me that you're either real heavy or real light. And the trend now is if you can stay in nickel and not substitute, you're much better off. You know, like look at the Niners, Warner and Greenlaw. They're two every down backers or every down backers that will never leave the field. And they'll play a lot of or a lot of uh, nickel, which, side note, nickel should really be called base now because the league plays nickel more than they play four defensive backs. But the fact that you can be manipulated into either being really heavy or really light, I think, is a big disadvantage. Some of it's because you're so-so at linebacker, but, I mean... That wasn't the whole season that you were riddled with injuries at linebacker either. This has been a trend for years. Now, a stud linebacker would help and make a guy like Holcomb your number two, but that's also hard to dig up as well. So it's a dilemma. In the second half of games, the Steelers only gave up 7.6 points on average, third best in the league. But in the first half of games, their EPA on defense was 27th. But in terms of EPA in the second half, only the Browns, Jets, and Saints were better. So pretty strong trend of being bad in the first half, excellent in the second defensively. On early downs, first and second downs, which is a massive barometer for success, the Steelers had the sixth best defense in EPA, 11th best per drop back, and sixth best per run EPA. But on third and fourth downs, the Steelers were 16th overall, 10th best in EPA per drop back, 27th in run EPA, which probably correlates with, okay, third and fourth downs, you're probably almost always in dime, as we mentioned before, and teams are running on you. I mean, if it's third and four versus dime, eh, we can pick up five with a carry, you know, but need to get better in first half of games. And on later downs. 
League average is 70% in terms of allowing a series of downs to be converted into a new series of downs. The Steelers' defense only allowed 68%. Only four defenses were better. That's pretty huge. Pretty huge. I mean, you wouldn't think 2% would be different, but 70s league average, 68, only four defenses were better in that metric. Breaking it down on a per-drive basis, the Steelers' defense finished the regular season 16th in yards allowed per drive, 9th best in points allowed per drive, 6th best in touchdowns allowed per drive, and 16th in three and outs per drive. Pretty solid across the board there. Only 11 defenses began their drives, though, with worse starting average field position than the Steelers. A lot of that is not great punts. It's kind of a smaller aspect of it, but that certainly has something to do with it. Offense ineptitude, you know, your offense goes three and out. Well, you're probably going to put the defense in a not great average starting field position situation. So that's kind of a team stat. I mean, it's not a defensive stat. They don't have much to do with where they start. They just are forced to deal with it. But I thought that'd be fun. Um, I got a lot more. We can always kind of go to talking past game defense, past game, uh, run game defense. We'll have that stuff on the horizon. But I think tomorrow will be mostly Super Bowl with some Steeler stuff mixed in. All right. Take care. Over and out.